0: Yo, 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 what up, y'all? It's your boy. I got a long story about this new intro that's going down. But, yo, you are listening to the World Famous Behind the Baller podcast. This is episode 288, my favorite day of the week, y'all, BTB Army. Yes, you are listening to the BTB World Famous podcast produced by none other than the world famous Dust Brothers. That's Miles Davis and Jordan Winter I am your host, the Korean Liam Neeson, AKA Ben Baller, not Ben Humble. Yo guys, I don't even know what to say. I'm so like slightly disoriented. It's kind of a weird thing. We got a great episode today and I'm gonna get into that in a second. But um, I am officially retiring the Korean John Cusack moniker. It was John Cusack's birthday two days ago and I wished him a happy birthday. And I went to his page just randomly, right? And he was tweeting some random shit. And I realized that the dude unfollowed me. Crazy thing is John Cusack followed me because I called myself the Korean John Cusack. And uh, I don't really know how to feel about it. I was kind of bummed out low key just because, you know, I, I never made a mockery of dude, if anything, you know, I think, you know, he's he's a totally different guy, right? He's 50, 56, years old, We're totally different wavelengths. but. Crazy thing is, you know, I voted for Bernie. Um, I don't like Trump, you know, things that we have in common, right? Love baseball cards. He's big, huge, obviously Chicago fucking Cubs fan. And he's a White Sox fan, which is kind of weird, but he unfollowed me and I can't think of why. I don't tweet a shit ton and I don't know, you know, I don't really think I tweet off the wall shit and I'm not talking about anything like whatever. Maybe he doesn't like fucking Elon, you know, which he, he hates him. I don't really know, but at the end of the day, I'm not gonna change who I am. But most importantly, not to disrespect dude's legacy or anything else, I thought it was best to just not use the moniker anymore. I'm officially retiring the Korean John Cusack um, moniker. I didn't message him because, you know, we're, we DM each other here, and about random shit, but it, it was kind of, you know, it's, it's awkward. So, you know, I was like, fuck it, you know, I'm the wash lord and, and that's what it is. And, uh, you know, we, we're going to have a great episode today. We got a special guest we have jordan winter for the second time he is a producer of this show one of the two producers of this show and uh he's getting married in just over 24 hours so we're going to have marital advice marriage relationship wedding advice from the wash lord himself moi yeah man uh before we get into that i talked about a situation regarding golf well I don't even know if I even said golf but I said I can't talk about it and the reason why was because I had no proof so saying that you have a 13 inch penis you don't take a pick or saying you could dunk a basketball and there's no video of you doing it this is something way harder um I could probably learn how to dunk I'm six feet tall I could probably learn how to dunk before I be able to hit another hole in one that's how rare it is right it's like one in 30,000 or I forgot what it's something crazy though of how hard it is and um so I can talk about it now but uh I'm gonna talk about it after when we talk about sports talk but that was a major thing and you know um I'll I'll get into that in a second but uh yeah man it's gonna be a crazy weekend you know I got uh Jordan's wedding I'm excited about that and then I'm flying to Vegas for the UFC it's gonna be my first UFC ever and uh I just really want to talk about a couple things that were just on my mind Ghislaine Maxwell has been sentenced to 20 years. Um, you know, a lot of people are saying she's an accomplice. I kind of said it loosely, but really, she was 100% a fucking piece of shit um, predator, you know, um, assist to, um, you know, the whole gateway to all the fucking um, statutory rape. She got 20 years. People are mad about that. She's trying to appeal it. It's not gonna happen. She's she's gonna be in there until she pretty much dies or She's going to kill herself in jail. Who fucking knows? Good rinse that bitch. Um, I wish the list came out. They're not going to fucking do it. They're fucking sealing the list. But yeah, that was crazy. A day after, which was yesterday, R. Kelly got sentenced to 30 years. The crazy part that people don't realize is there's still other cases. That was just for one thing. There's other shit. He's probably going to end up doing 60 years. He's going to do the rest of his life in jail. And you know, the part of it that's the problem is all the enablers the parents of the kids that were in cahoots yes you heard that right parents of the kids he molested that were in cahoots the people that were around him, that were everyone needs to go to jail you know and it's just uh you know they got what they deserved and it's you know hope they fucking rot there i am definitely not about that fuck shit i'm weird about motherfuckers dating you know 19 year olds when you're 30 and you know what the fuck does a girl know i mean i feel like a woman is like a girl's like at 21 okay cool if you're 30 i kind of still think it's weird when a girl's 27 and if you're 38 39 all right this woman's experienced of life, and women are more mature in general but um me and my wife are 11 years apart right and uh i was 38 when i met her 37 i'm sorry i was 37 when i met my wife but anyways guys We got a great episode today. Um, I just wanna get into this real quick with Jordan because it's a special day. We're all getting hype, we're getting ready. He's getting married tomorrow here in LA and it is going to be a first time ever marriage wedding advice from yours truly. So Miles is gonna throw on a real quick commercial. We're gonna get into this interview with Jordan Winter. We'll be right back. That's my man Lakey Lake in the background right there. You already know the deal. What's holding you back from the ultimate gaming experience? Is it hundreds of dollars it costs for your setup? Or are you the busy on-the-go type with minutes to spare? Level up your game with Backbone, the universal gaming essential that lets you instantly play hundreds of console games on your iPhone, no console required. Backbone is the newest game-changing essential that transforms your iPhone into a handheld console so you can play anywhere anytime simply plug in your iPhone to the backbone and enjoy console quality controls with responsive buttons and triggers clickable analog sticks and more as you play Xbox PlayStation PC and App Store games I've even posted my backbone on Twitter for my super followers because me and my kids are obsessed makes things so much easier if you don't own a console No problem. Stream hundreds of games like FIFA, Halo, Minecraft, and more through cloud gaming services like Xbox Game Pass, NVIDIA GeForce Now, and Google Stadia. And even if you already have a PlayStation, Xbox, or PC, play games you own with Remote Play or Stream Link app. Experience for yourself what TechCrunch calls the closest we've ever seen to a portable Xbox. Go to playbackbone.com baller now to order your backbone until june 30th and get free access to over 350 console games and perks including one month free of xbox game pass ultimate one month free of apple arcade two months free of google stadia pro and three months free of discord nitro Find your next adventure at playbackbone.com slash baller. Yo, 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 BTB Army, what's good, y'all? Um, it's your boy, the new moniker. Well, I'm sorry, not the new moniker, but yo, it's your boy, the Korean Earl Woods. Uh, we got a special guest in the house today. He's been on the show. More importantly, he produces the show. He is one half of the world-famous Dust Brothers production crew. He is one quarter of the Captain's picks. We got my man, who is about to give his life away in 48, no, 24 hours until he. This man gives his life away forever. We got my man, Jordan Winter. What's good, Jordy?
1: Hey, hey, happy to be here. What's up, BTB Army?
0: <laughs> I forgot that Jordan was on the show, and we talked about Doctor Strange, and we talked about fucking. Um, What's the fucking show that the Marvel show I couldn't figure out that dude looks like Jared Leto?
1: The dude that... Oh, I think you were talking about Morbius.
0: No, 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 no not Morbius.
1: <laughs> well, that is Jared. Is that Jared Leto? No, no,
0: it's another dude. There's another show. It was on Disney Channel. It's one of the main Marvel, like, or Netflix or something. It was on Netflix. It's a big... There's never a movie in the theaters.
1: Right. Yeah. Like,
0: four-letter word or something. This fucking guy is a fucking Marvel. Does he know the fucking- I
1: told you I'm not into the TV version of the Marvel. Even though Did you so-
0: watch the new Doctor Strange? Whatever I it is. did
1: and I actually rewatched it last night getting ready How'd for you re- today. It's, is it available now? It's
0: on Disney Plus. Oh, so it's free then? Yeah. Okay, well, hold on. Do I gotta watch part one to watch that part?
1: Yeah. I would say you should do a double feature for sure. What do you mean double feature? Isn't there three? There's two Doctor Strange movies, and it's fun that you call it Doctor Strangelove all the time, because if you out there, because I know this is definitely dating a lot of our listeners, but if you have not seen the movie Doctor Strange Love and Why I Learned to Stop Worrying About the Bomb, you have to watch that movie. One of the great satires of all time about the nuclear bomb age. Awesome movie.
0: Is it Doctor Strange Love or Doctor Strange? What the fuck's his name?
1: It's called Doctor Strange. The first one is Doctor Strange. Second one is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness.
0: That's what I thought. Because
1: they're all in all the movies. Doctor
0: Strange Love is a fucking Do- James Bond movie, right?
1: No, Doctor Strange. <laughs> Doctor Strange is uh, well, no. Do- so
0: Strange Love is, is is a James Bond movie?
1: No, it's a whole other. Movie. It's a different movie. Not not James Bond.
0: Okay. <laughs> you fuck. So we got Jordan on here. Um, it's kind of weird. Uh, we're switching places. He wants to interview me in a little way. I, I think he's asking me for marital advice, which um, I don't know if I'm 100% qualified to do it. But, you know, I do think about marriage. I do think about um, people who've been married several times. Some people have been married, um, you know, once. Some people have been married four years, three years, seven years. Well, I don't know. And I thought about it. I was like, you know, five was kind of a milestone I didn't really think too much about. But 10 years married... Was a big deal because it's tough, and uh, I figured I was like, "Shit, okay." So Jordan is about to get married tomorrow, um, and uh, his wife to be is a, is a great woman, and um, for some reason, his brother Jesse likes to take jabs at her. I'm just joking, um, but yeah, you're getting married. Are you nervous?
1: No, not at all.
0: You're good, right? You're happy.
1: I'm good. We've been together for seven years. We were supposed to get married in 2020 um pandemic happened then 2021 pandemic was still going so it's time we're ready to go we yeah we were
0: supposed to do this in cabo last year and then it got pushed to now obviously in la
1: there was the first time was going to be in la second time was going to be in la and the place we were going to do it at they closed so we were going to move it to cabo and the place that closed, reopened under new management, that's where the wedding is. And another thing about my brother taking jabs, my brother and I, we're, were very different. Um, we also have very different tastes in women. Uh, we. It's so funny that we've never been like, whether it's been girls that he's been in relationships with or never girls. Never been aligned. Never, ever. And I mean, he, him and Robin have a, a wonderful relationship. It's just like, you know they—they're different.
0: The funny thing is, your little brother is your big brother in a way, which is fucking crazy. Oh, he
1: wishes. Told him everything he knows. He fucking cracks me up. He's like, button your shirt. God
0: damn it, you're—you're <laughs> knocked out, bro. Um, yeah, man. Uh, Jesse's a fucking—he's a great character. What were we calling
1: that chick? Oh, uh, Sophia Vergara. Sophia
0: Vergara. <laughs> so funny, guys. I've known Sophia Vergara for a very long time. She would never acknowledge me today, just because I knew her during her life trying to come up in hollywood all it takes is one gigantic show bro you know what i mean like bro she dated like two of my homies from my hood like when i say my hood i'm talking about me and fucking uh trey's hood how random is that too right that me and trey
1: incredible i mean small world smaller city
0: that's way too small though bro i love it we're talking about homies that got killed that we you know what i'm saying like crazy shit um so anyways yeah he's here to ask me some questions about marriage and things like that uh I just redid um, Jordan's wife's engagement ring, which she loved it, right?
1: Oh, she loves it. It's incredible. I look at it every day and I'm like, damn, I did good.
0: Be honest though, seriously. From, okay, the first ring you guys loved and she liked it. She liked it. She even said, she was like, hey man, I love this boom. What would you give that on a one to 10, the first ring you got her?
1: I mean, I really liked that ring. I would definitely say that I'm super proud to have no, you gotten were. that ring.
0: I'm just asking her, Would a one to 10, would you give it a 10? Then what would you give it?
1: I mean, a solid and superb eight for sure. Okay, that was a big ring. I, I got it with her grandmother's stone. Like,
0: there's baguettes and princess cuts is on there. Okay, so now the rendition of it. Oh, it's what an eight hundred.
1: It's, an 800. it's right. incredible.
0: This video of her going crazy for that was really for real. That wasn't stage, right? Oh her, no, her.
1: I, I've I. That was the, the first time she saw it. First time she saw a genuine reaction. I I I, I had to like fumble opening the box no, and I saw, just keep I saw the it. film going. That 360 was... degrees. Uh-huh. You know.
0: Um, now in the new wedding ring. I made the wedding rings. Um, I kept telling Jordan, nah, don't worry about it, don't worry about it, worry about it. And then it got to like fucking two weeks. I was like, hey shit, I need to worry about this now. <laughs> so I ended up doing that. I got I made Jordan's wedding ring too, which is for the guys, it's so funny. It's like Father's Day. It's like, no, nah, whatever. We'll take you to lunch, just bullshit, nothing. For the moms, it's like you know, you get any fucking Spagos and like a fucking Chanel bag. It's like, come on, man. So for the men's, you know, they always get like a thousand dollar platinum band. It's just the basic shit. Um. So, yeah, man, Uh, you're not nervous, nothing. You're good.
1: Uh, oh, man, we're going to have so much fun.
0: Is your, uh, your brother, is, is he your best man?
1: Brother's the best man. He's got a five-minute best man speech that he's been practicing oh, man, for a dude. year. I'm sure there's going to be roasting and toasting going involved. I haven't heard it yet. He's been practicing and running it for at least six months with my dad. He's he's ready to go. And there's actually a uh, an additional to it, um, which he purchased and actually just got sent to the house. Um there's this thing called the Sheshuan button, also known as the buzz button that we actually had it um myself, my brother Jesse and Rob and we all went to Vegas together for New Year's this past year. And if you go to Cosmo and go to the chandelier bar, they have a secret menu and it's called the Verbena. You have to order that drink. It's a drink that they give you. They either make it with vodka, or tequila, and they give you um one to three what's known as these shishuan buttons and what you do is you sip the drink and then you bite into the button and then you s- it's a little flower an edible flower and it numbs your mouth and you feel this like psychedelic f- sensation and so we got that for the wedding we are th- not doing that we th- have three specialty drinks one of them is called the best man which is actually the verbena he Bought like five hundred of these Szechuan buttons. They're going to yeah, be on doing all the tables behind the bar. You can Try it; it'll be fun. Come on, you'll you'll like it. So that's a that's a BTB exclusive. Uh, if anybody's coming to the wedding and listening to this, uh, I'll put it that's, on my cock. That's oh, you could do that too. I mean, um, <laughs> so that's going to be something that's going to be fun for that. He's been practicing the speech and. I mean, I got to tell you, I'm ready for this. I'm I, My first question, can we get into questions? Go ahead, but, but please. Okay, I need to ask you about the wedding day. Like, think back to your wedding. And I know your wedding was awesome. I've seen pictures. And like, let's talk about the before the wedding. And I know that you got into it a little bit with, what was it, your wedding coordinator? Because they tried to give up the space. But I'm talking about like, my question, before the ceremony, were you drinking at all? What were you doing? How are you keeping like time and enjoying yourself with your your groomsmen and such? And like, what's the balance of fun to like being professionals so, with know, photos and stuff beforehand?
0: Filipinos drink, they love to party, they have a good time. Koreans are kind of the same. I think I was so traumatized by all the shit that's happened with me in my life, with Jonas and all that other stuff that I kind of really toned it down a lot. You know, you have the wedding party, which you have the dinner before the night of, the night before, and then um, your bride doesn't stay with you. So uh, Nick was staying you know, at, in the hotel suite. And um, I remember I went home and I had a buddy of mine who's a photographer stay with me. And uh, you know, I don't think I slept very much. Woke up in the morning, and I said, you know what? I need to go get a manicure and a pedicure. That made me feel decent. Made me feel like, you know, me, I'll be like a pig in shit when I get my, all my nails clean and everything. Got my cuticles suitable, and I got a manicure. That was the first thing I did. It was probably 10 a.m. in the morning. And then I remember when I was getting a manicure, some dude walked in to the manicure salon. Saw a bunch of girls here and there. I'm dressed like a regular dude. I'm wearing some khakis and a t-shirt. And the dude goes, what's going on? Why are you getting, why are you getting a manicure? I was like, I get manicures all the time. I was like, but it's crazy. I'm getting married today. And the guy's like, you sure you want to do that? And I was like, you know what, man? You're a bitter piece of shit, motherfucker. You know what I mean? But I'm saying, you know, like, you know, and and he said it was so much like he really thought he was saying something, like he had some wisdom. But that day, I pretty much chilled and stayed away from everyone. And then I remember getting to the resort and seeing my brother, who was my my best man, and seeing um, all my, you know, my fam and Steve and Jonas, everybody. And um, I remember... uh, you know, we took pictures. We got in a tuxedo and everything else. You know, I got changed. I remember pulling up. I pulled up in a Rolls Royce. I, you know, we took pictures from there. And I was like, all right. Everyone's like, hey, man, let's get some drinks. And I was like, ah, oh shit, here we go. So I remember getting, um, damn, I should remember this a little better. You know, I think I had a shot of vodka, which is the weirdest thing, because I was drinking vodka at the time. That was I don't drink vodka at all. You know that now. I'm just tequila. So I had a drink, and then my brother-in-law pulled up. My sister's husband's like, "Hey man, let's go get a drink." And I was like, "Hey man, I just had a drink." He goes, "It's your wedding day." I was like, "Look, Doc, I need to be a decent person today. I can't be, you know, scumbag, nothing." And then um, we took pictures, and I was pretty chill for most of the day. You know, I'm thinking like, "Damn, you don't really talk. You don't say anything. You don't really like, you know, you so many, really you know, you're kind of like she's doing her own thing, taking pictures. You gotta make sure you don't see your bride, blah blah, whatever." And I remember like um, people are like, "You gonna cry?" I was like, "Why the fuck would I cry, bro? It's a crazy shit in the world. It's gonna be a great day. I'm excited." And I'm just kind of like, yo, this is a different chapter in my life. I really think about how different my life was eleven years ago. I mean, we're talking you know enormous, huge difference of my life, right? I'm talking like Jordan. I'm I don't know if we could be friends, you know what I mean? I was like, not the same person then. And then, as it got closer and it start creeping to the time of the ceremony, I popped the volume. I had to, because my nerves were going crazy. you know, So I took a volume, and on your wedding day, you're gonna understand this. You're gonna be so busy saying hi to everyone and doing this and making your rounds and stuff. You have like this great dinner planned. You have the bet, you know. You're gonna be treated like everything. Bro, I didn't eat a single fucking thing. I didn't eat shit for breakfast. I didn't eat shit for lunch. And then when it came to dinner, I was eating fucking sourdough roll bread. You know what I mean? I was just fucking just to have something in my stomach. And um, you know, when we started really getting ready, like about to walk down the aisle, you know, I started drinking champagne. At that time, I loved champagne. I was, I, was, I had a crew like we called the Champagne Hooligans. Right. And uh, I don't know if I ever talked about it, but I cried like I, I don't really cry, you know? Have you, have you ever seen me cry, bro? Mm.
1: <laughs>
0: and, you know, I, I cried. And it was crazy because I didn't think I'd cry, you know? And um, for the most part, I really remained calm. And I think if I just kind of, I think you're going to be completely opposite. I think by the time you're going to be fucking, I don't think you're going to be 1 a.m. fucked up or 3 a.m. fucked up, but you're going to definitely be, 10 p.m. fucked up.
1: <laughs> you know, I go back and forth about it because to me, I don't really want to be like 10 a.m., 1 a.m. fucked up. I don't want to be. I want, I basically want everyone else to get like that huge head start. And we've got a lot planned. You know, we, we got the open bar. We got like another specialty bar that's coming, drinks, all wine, champagne, all you can drink. But for me, like, I think I'm going to be cooling. I, that's kind of how I'm like anticipating it. Like maybe like sticking to like, you know, beer, just letting things go. Because we got the after party too. Bro, like, look at- We're going to be going.
0: I kept it legit to, I want to say two drinks and maybe have a ball of champagne. And that's what I kept it to. And this is when I was drinking. Understand that, you know, I don't really drink like that no more. So I kept it pretty mellow that day. The day of I really wanted to be in control. I wanted to to remember everything. I wanted to be, you know, it was important, bro. You know, I I just can't imagine my life before London, you know, before any kids. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, that's that's good advice. I really am, you know, teeter-tottering. Because I've seen it both ways. I've seen it where, like, you know, the groom doesn't drink anything. And then I've seen it where the, the groom shirtless, like, getting... Crowd surfed around the wedding. I d I don't know where it is that I wanna But land. you said the
0: day the day of the wedding. So it's yeah. like, you know, like I didn't want to be that guy
1: mm-hmm.
0: and embarrass my mom, embarrass my dad, embarrass, you know, her parents and stuff. The crazy part is, of all people, of everyone at the party, bro, I smoke weed, we got fucked up. Nicolette's dad got the most trash. He's going to hear this right now, you know what I mean? Because he listens <laughs> to this every He got trashed. And it was amazing to see my father-in-law to be, you know what I'm saying, getting, you know. He said some really nice things about me at the wedding too. I was surprised. I was like, oh shit. He's a really PC chill dude. But what else, man?
1: Okay. So that's like the before and the during type of thing. Like what should my, the thing that I'm most focused on be, I mean, because like you said, there's going to be a lot of, people who are going to be trying to talk to me talk to my bride and such like how connected should i be with robin during the physical wedding because obviously we've got you know the dancing that we've got planned and there's gonna be a big band there's gonna be all types of stuff but like what was going on in your head during the actual wedding about like you know how you should be like as far as like you as a, an individual versus you and like as a couple with Nick during the ceremony, because there's just so much going on. You know,
0: when I observe you guys together, you're a very outgoing person. You're very bubbly. Robin is very outgoing, very bubbly. I think she has the more powerful personality than you, which is you know, and that's not saying a bad thing. It's just it's good. Oh no, Nick I agree. is Nick is definitely very reserved. I'm the the me 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 me, and I'm the you know I'm the the guy. One, it isn't ever going to be about the groom really. It's about the bride, right? And it always is, and it's focused on that. So I really embrace the fact that it's Nicolette's day, and let her shine and let her be. You know, she looked amazing. It's beautiful. You know, she had her Monique Lhuillier dress which was like a big deal for her too, and like you know, uh, and it was all about her. I really put the emphasis on her. Everything's always about. She's just like, oh, it's about you, blah, whatever. I just. Let it be about her. Um, When we're walking around, dance or anything, I really just try to focus on that. And it took the attention off me. It made my life 10 times easier. Got it. Yeah. (laughs) What else, bro?
1: Okay. So last question about the ceremony. It's actually more about the after party. And this is something I've kind of kept under wraps, but I want to talk about it here. I think there's only like one or two people in the wedding who know about this. I just, an opinion. So after party is back at the hotel in, like, a separate area. We rented out this restaurant, big, nice, and what have you. And I was thinking, what are we going to do? How are we going to, you know, spend the next couple hours? Like, obviously, there's drinking and such, but what is everybody going to do to have fun? So what we came up with is we rented casino games. We've got roulette, we got craps, and we got blackjack. And it's going to be like Vegas-style chips and, you know, the dealers, the people who don't know how to play craps and roulette. Like, they're going to teach, and it's going to be awesome. What I'm trying to think about, because we're going to be – the after party is going to go till at least two. So let's just say it's from, like, you know, the wedding's over at 10, and we're going to shuttle people in a bus to the after party. Let's say we roll up, like, 10, 45, 11. Um, people are going to walk in. They're, gonna, they're not going to expect that. They're not going to see that one coming. Do you think for the party and the guests that are going to be there, is it just enough to be playing the games and having fun and drinking and eating appetizers and whatever? I was going to say
0: it's even too much maybe.
1: Or – well, it's happening. Or should we give away like prizes to like the people who get the most chips or whatever, like top three? What do you think people would – would keep the after party like going and lively and people excited about the most.
0: You just reminded me, we did giveaways. I totally forgot at the party and everything. We gave away like, forgot if it was Beats by Dre headphones. We gave away. We gave. away some really cool gifts. I think we gave away even a fucking. I forgot what it was, but it was at least like a thought. What we gave away gifts, regardless. Who cares about the monetary value? There, there are cool gifts. I think food, good food, good drinks, good company is plenty just doing like the funny dance moves, you know what I'm saying? Whether it be electric slide, whether doing the fucking, uh, what's the thing when you go into the fucking stick? That shit called? Oh, again? the limbo. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll have a DJ. I'm too. saying doing a limbo, doing that shit type fun, you know what I mean? Boom. Having that tip type shit is already like, we don't have anything. Only I mean, with well, Drake saying, that's different, you know what I'm oh, saying?
1: Oh yeah, maybe he'll stop by.
0: But that was a big deal. But what I'm saying is, having a fucking casino, bro, dude, you're, that's, come on, dog. Come on, are you kidding me? You're gonna, that you're gonna? you don't realize, 11 to 2 that's nothing, bro. I know. So, like, imagine people are dancing, people are playing. I think there's going to be a mix of people who are, it's a crapshoot, pun intended. There are people who are playing, people who are dancing, people who are fucking talking shit. They're going to be occupied. How could they not be?
1: Right. Well, I'm still on the fence about if like I want to gamify, like have people like competing or just play. sometimes.
0: No, no, I think that if whoever has the most chips definitely should win a prize. I mean, you know, if you do that, that's fun. Okay because they have a purpose then. Because mm-hmm. I didn't know if they're gambling for money or nothing, whatever, but they're gambling for a prize, then yeah, whoever has to be like, oh, how much money do you guys have? Oh, boom, I got fucking, you know, $7,000. All right, cool, guess what? You know, you want a, a free fucking interview on the BTV podcast, no, I'm joking, man.
1: <laughs> well, I have a couple of things I'm thinking about. We'll talk about it later. But that's what I was thinking about for the actual day and the party and such. Um, you know, I guess my next question is about honeymoon, right? So we're going away. We're going to a tropical destination. Nice. What do you think, I mean, aside from the chilling and, you know, the spa and the the beach and what have you, like, what do you think is, like, the most important do's or don'ts of a honeymoon other than, you know, getting after it? Fuck.
0: Most important. You know, one thing about, I don't know, Robin. You know, I, I don't know it well enough, to, like with Nick, it was really the one-on-one time. Um, we live in a different time than 11 years ago, you know what I'm saying, 10 years ago. and There was no, the social media just started, you know what I mean? Social media, just Instagram just became, just started. It was really popular at the time. So since it was such a new thing, it was so hot, it was almost equivalent as it is now. Now it's a staple. It's part of every day you wake up, you look at it, right? It's there all day long. So it's a different life that we live now. I think time away from that was really cool Taking some great pictures was the number one do. The number one do is making lasting memories and recording them by you know using your phones. You both have brand new iPhones. Taking great pictures at this tropical location. Taking great pictures of her. You have we have all these pictures. You know when we were in fucking uh, the West Indies, uh, Grenada. You know we were in fucking um, Antigua. You know that was the best you've known your your wife for seven years different. Me and my wife, you know, barely known each other, you know, a year and a half or so. We got married pretty quick. Um, At the same time, Nicolette was pregnant four months on our honeymoon, so like, she couldn't drink at the wedding.
1: Mm.
0: We weren't trying to make a baby at the time. So, you know, I think that's definitely, you know, something you guys should try to do, And try to, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) By the way, I got really good advice to try to make a baby. Yeah. You gotta put it in number one, not number two, bro.
1: Oh, okay. That's that's, <laughs> it's science.
0: No, but I mean, the don'ts. You know, I've seen you guys pretty fucked up here during the Super Bowl party. You know, like parties at my house. I think, yeah, Super Bowl was the last time we had a big party here. That was 2020. And I've seen you guys both fucked up, and you guys are both fine. You guys are both like in sync. When me and Nick both get fucked up, there's going to be a fight, bro. You know, there's going to be some shit. I mean, at the end of the day, too. There's no reason for, I mean, I, I can't see you guys arguing anyway, but there's no reason to argue about nothing to its greatest time of your life, you know?
1: Is that something that you would say is important throughout marriage to, at, just as a whole? Like, how do you not argue, like, how do you stay keep that sync going? Because that was all great advice. I The pictures, staying away from social, super important. I
0: regret not taking more pictures on certain days and it's something that she emphasized. Right. And don't be me, don't regret, you know what I'm saying? We took a lot for the honeymoon, I'm just saying. There were so many things, I thought. I always thought about, like, oh, I don't wanna put more and more space on my phone, I'm gonna slow it down. Fuck all that shit, man. Go buy some, you know, go, don't be cheap with memories, man. You know, you, you really just gotta embrace it and go all the way in. You need to take 75 pictures to get two good ones? Guess what, 10 years later you're gonna find out, oh shit, there were seven good ones. Oh, what about this angle here? Boom, you don't know. Um, with marriage, if you always let her win, not only is it not going to work, she's going to completely fucking bulldoze you all the time, you know? And it's just, that's the truth. It, it, any woman doesn't agree on that, that's just silly. Sometimes there's a season, like, oh shit, during the winter, man, fuck. You know, Jordan is kind of just relaxed, always chill. During the spring, you know, Robin's the one's like, hey, She's the one, like, yo, man, fuck, I'm the boss. Sometimes you have to switch roles. Sometimes you have to let you know, let it be. Um, I'm old school, man of the house, holding it down. And um, you know, I visit back and be like, damn, man, you know what? There's been way too much me time and not enough us time. There's way too much this. There really has to be. If will say, oh, it's so simple, okay, then why do motherfuckers get speeding tickets? Why do motherfuckers get drunk and drunk? You know, DUIs? Why do people this? It's basic shit. It's called balance. It really is. And if you're not at that, you know, sixty-five, you know, thirty-five at the worst, you gotta try to meet somewhere at that sixty forty, and then forty sixty, fifty-five, forty-five. Do you know what I'm trying to say to you? It, once it starts getting to seventy thirty, you're gonna start having problems, bro.
1: Yeah, I, I can feel that. I, I feel that coming from you, and I think there's <laughs> a lot of listeners out there who can definitely relate to that. I mean, is there a big difference? I mean, what is the biggest change between, like, you know, you're in a loving relationship, you're engaged, and then you're married? What is, like, the biggest change that you found, whether it's between you guys or how friends and family and society viewed you as a married man? Because I know personally that, like, I feel like my friends or family who gets married, I feel like they get, like, elevated in status. It's like, oh... Like you're, you're married, you have not only like real responsibilities, but you also are like dependable and somebody wants to be married to you.
0: People put marriage in different ways, right? Some people are like, oh man, we've been together for 25 years, we never got married and blah, blah, whatever. And you know what, I tend to disagree on that with some people, I do think that for the most part there's women who wanna be, you know, to show the highest level of love, right? But oh, I don't need this, I don't need this. I'm not saying you need to have a 17-carat ring compared to like having no ring or whatever. I just think that there's, you know, it's tradition. When you cross the bridge, you are a different person in society. You know, you are definitely more responsible. You've taken it to another level. People say, oh, it's just about legal shit, there's all this and there's all these other things and there's divorces. Man, why y'all thinking about negative shit? Exactly. You guys think keep thinking about, you know, getting fourth, fifth place, getting 18th place, getting 20th place. I'm talking about staying at win, place, show. Okay, first, second, third. I'm talking about being up you know, where you need to be, all right? I'm talking about the beneficials. You, know, you should always look at the, the negative but at the same time is there's negatives that don't need to exist. You make them exist and that's ridiculous. Don't get married if you're not ready to get married. Don't invest in fucking crypto if you ain't got it like that. You know, what I'm saying? There's different things to do, right? And um, some people get married at a young age, it works out, whatever. I think both you guys have lived a lot of life mm. and I think it's a better situation. You know, I got married at fucking 39, bro. You know, it was, I wish I'd have got married at 35, but you know, this that's what I guess God had planned for us. I think that you could be boyfriend and girlfriend for 10 years and really be in a good place. You could be engaged, whatever. It's only come to conversation in the last year or so where women could propose to men. You did the thing. You guys are getting married now and you've been waiting for fucking two years to get married, which is frustrating as shit. You're married, bro. You're gonna be a married man you're going to be a different man. You have to act as if, and that sounds crazy, but there's certain things you can do when like, let's say for instance, um, you're a teacher. You can sit there and be like, oh man, a little bitch, man, I'll smack that bitch in the mouth. No, you're a teacher. You need to set example. You know what I mean? You can't say shit like that. Of course you could do it behind closed doors, but I'm saying like, you're a married man now. There's certain, you know, um, characteristic. Well, I'm saying just your behavior in general, Right. you know, it, it, it should be accordingly, you know, to being a decent man. I think that um. I didn't think about it till right now, this second. That is pretty awesome that me, you, and Miles are both—all three of us—you know—are married men. Um, well, you soon to be. And um, there is a stability. There is more stress that comes with that. There is more pressure. And look, man, take a shit or get off the pot, bro. You know it's.
1: I eat pressure for breakfast. For anyone out there <laughs> wondering, <laughs> that's my dog point guard mentality always. And for anyone else who's wondering, uh, I am 36 years old. And yes, we've been together for seven years. Uh, We met on St. Patrick's Day, uh, two Jews meeting on St. Patrick's Day out in Santa Monica. And it's funny because like all of our, (laughs) we got engaged on Valentine's Day. We're getting married on 4th of July weekend. We've got all these like different holidays. I, I saw like an Instagram post that was like, oh, anybody who puts their important moments around holidays like they don't have that strong relationship like shut up algorithm algorithm. you don't tell me what to do i don't i don't don't need my
0: motherfucking birthday dog fuck you i
1: thought it was cool to have like a july 4th type of thing because i was thinking about like barbecue and burgers and hot dogs and stuff. don't listen to that shit i thought that'd be fun i mean we're gonna have you know fun on a bun that's what i'm talking about so i mean listen that's all awesome advice. Um, I I do feel it, like, and I feel it deeply what you're talking about, the onus of pressure and responsibility. And I, I mean, that's, I love that stuff. And that kind of leads me to my next question about like, did you have goals set for yourself as a husband and, and as a couple? I mean, I know that you were already having a child, so that's definitely a goal of mine and ours going forward. But like, what were your goals going? I, I,
0: I had three simple goals have a family, become a father, be a provider and the last one was uh be a man of faith be a faithful man there's never been any infidelity you know which is uh something I can't really speak about from before because you know I was an absolute slut you know I was I was just a crazy dude and um those are just the most three simple things right there you know and also you know um it's not a goal. But something that has become an outcome, um, I've had less anger outbreaks, you know, thanks to BetterHelp. You know, I've, I've managed that, and uh, those are really important things. though. those aren't things to, to slide. You know, you become a father that now enhances your marriage. That because that it adds more responsibility to you. It, it obviously adds more responsibility to, to Robin, and, and it it brings your family closer together. Now it's added something, and it's and you you grow and you get bigger. And, or you guys could stay with one kid; it doesn't really matter. Bottom line is. Just having a child and bringing it into the world, it's it's a different thing, you know? It's really, it's some shit. I'm not knocking adoption. not knocking any of that stuff. I think it's a great thing. But I'm saying when that kid carries your DNA and you love that thing when they're in the world, you start realizing what your purpose on earth is.
1: I hear that. And I'm gonna give you guys a little sneak peek back into our uh, experience in Miami, the bachelor party. Because I was having a conversation with my friend, John. He's got two kids. And he was telling me about... How much his life has changed. And I said to him. Like yeah you know what. I've always thought of myself as having children. Being a father. Very excited to start a family. And I you know. Now I go back and forth about it. And then like sting coming from the rafters ben comes flying in towards the pool he's like motherfucker i will slap you silly you are having kids this is what's happening <laughs> i don't want to hear anything about it i'm like all right we'll have kids it's fine we'll we'll, we'll we'll go we'll have picnics and i mean listen, just everybody. feel like you
0: look it it's different with women you know i didn't know this until i was married never thought about it, never knew about it. Now that I'm telling you guys, because a lot of listeners are definitely you know, way under this age group, and a lot of people who listen to have kids already. Women after 32 have a tough time having kids. At 34, it becomes tougher. At 40, you're having a very, very high chance of a kid having Down syndrome or having uh, autism, other things, whatever, and they say, oh, it's bullshit. No, it's, it's true, it's, it's, you know, you start to have geriatric you know, uh, pregnancies and stuff. I'm not saying it sucks to, you know, boom, and that's what it is but sometimes you know that it's it, that's life and that's the clock but i feel like knowing you and knowing how much of a fucking i hate this term but the bundle of joy that you are you'd rob yourself you know and i don't want you to be you know that life is filled with disappointments already but if you can't go try like look at my golf game bro it's i never mentioned me being good ever whatever but what i've done in 7 months you know and it's a tough game you'll never perfect it You're never going to be a perfect dad or whatever, but I just feel like I want you to at least try and, you know.
1: I hear that. Every time I see your kids, it brings me so much joy, so I can only imagine how much joy it brings you. And by the way, going back to the golf game, like, and because I am very involved in it, because obviously we're talking about it all the time, and I need to now get better at golf to keep up. You are the natural when it comes to golf. I mean, the things that you're doing and the thing, I mean, I need to get my driver on point with you because, like, I can't even believe you're hitting the ball as far as you are. But I mean, listen, that's a big part of it. You need to have a family, need to play golf so you can come back and enjoy your family.
0: Yeah, no, no, for sure. I think uh, those goals are really important right there. You know, um, some people set other goals, like financially. I didn't bring up any of that because I was kind of like, hey, I don't wanna get married until I am in a certain financial state. And I was like, yo, I'm here, I'm stable. And that's another thing about marriage. You know, some people, um, you know, they spend too much money on a wedding and then don't do you know and whatever and some people i know have saved on a wedding they just got a small wedding and you know bought a house whatever i'm not worried about that with you you guys are extremely smart and whatever the only time i get pressure from you is like about the pod really right and it's i'm joking but i'm telling you that if you put 10 goals out there now you've just stressed your marriage out right you know just being a decent man you know b- being a good husband decent man fall in the same category you know whether you want to have kids or not is another goal, right? And another other goal is, is you know, just staying in line, bro.
1: Mm-hmm. I feel that. And listen, I'll always put pressure on you about the pod because this this pod is going places. I mean, the amount of circles and the the people who are paying attention to the pod. I mean, this this show is on a uh, a rocket ship towards you know the top of the charts and.
0: I still feel like we still haven't, like, I feel like we're, it's crazy. I look at the pod as if we're about to hit three years soon, and I feel like we just still are kind of getting started.
1: Three years is infancy. I mean, I've been producing podcasts going on a decade now. Three years is, I mean, two times a week, the dedication you've put into it. It's insanely consistent. And it's important to be, because we've now- secured time in people's lives. They care about you. They care about everything that you care about. It's mm. important and it's only gonna get bigger and better. Just wait till we start doing live touring. No, for just sure. Just wait till you know you really start flexing on fools. Cause
0: when I think of big podcasts, let's just say for instance, like an ESPN podcast with Kendrick and Perk. I mean uh, Perk and swagoot, right? And I think about it and they start off like seven episodes strong every Tuesday, boom. Then they miss two weeks. Mm. Then they go, boom. Then they miss three weeks. I'm like, I'm like, look, I get y'all are busy, but that was the one thing I didn't ever want to do, right? No, and think I about can't. it. In fucking three years, we took, you know, we had maybe missed four episodes or whatever. It's like, that's insane, you know? Like mm-hmm. we've, And this is still a two-time-a-week podcast, and like just kicking off for mental health or whatever that's going on in my life, but still, like, we still got it in.
1: You have to, and it's important, and it shows that professional podcasting doesn't come easy, and professional podcasting is about... Being a professional, and that's what you are, and that's what we've done, and the best is yet to come. Last question for you. Let's and, do it. And this is for you know the guys out there, especially for the ladies. And I would love to hear any and all feedback from people who are married. Please reach out to us, Ben Baller Pod, on Instagram, Twitter. How do you keep a marriage spicy?
0: Man, you know, it's so many different things you got to do for a woman, right? It's not even enough to, not saying that it's looked over, but it's not even enough to like provide, whether it be a home, you know, um, other things. My wife had a successful bikini line before and and she gave it up because the kids and and I remember the decision, I know it broke her. I was like, yo, look, this is what we're going to bet on right now. Right. Right. Like you got two kids, right? Let's just say, for instance, like, okay, one is six seven, you know, he's fucking dunking on fools at the park and everything else, whatever, like, yo, this dude has a chance to go fucking play for fucking, you know, Oak Hill Academy or whatever, boom. And you got another kid who's, you know, it's your same kid and he's like five eleven and he's good, he's scrappy, but it's like, all right, where are we betting on? No, we could bet on both. I didn't say you couldn't, but all right, where are you gonna emphasize? You know, so it was like, all right, well boom, my career has taken off several different times in the last decade. With all that being said, there's trips, there's gifts. One thing I personally has always overlooked is date night.
1: Mm.
0: We've gone five months where I forgot about taking her on a date. I'm like, man, we're married. Like, what the fuck does that mean? And I don't mean to say like she's upset, but she has every right to be. I've underestimated how often you should give flowers to your woman, right? I underestimated, you know, really, telling your your lady on a regular basis, damn, you look incredible, you look beautiful. You, you don't strike me as anybody who'd forget that, you know what I mean? You do that and it's like, I think for obvious reasons, people know that Nicolette's a very pretty girl on the outside, right, and everything, right, but the 10 years, you know, I wanna say I've gone three or four years without sending flowers, you know, and I'm like, well, you know, she got a purse, she have gone here, here, and here. Family vacations are totally different mm. And a lot of people go on couples retreats and this and that, cool. I'm talking about your guys' time alone from mom, dad, brother, cousin, Miles, Ben, Brandon, fucking, you know what I'm saying, John, all them. That is definitely really, really important. Some people say, oh, it's easy. No, it ain't, motherfucker. You got three kids and you got fucking 117 employees. You got three different businesses and everything. And it's like, you got a podcast. You produce a bunch of shit. Sometimes, you know, I stay up to one in the morning. I'll text a group chat. You'll reply. And I'm like, this guy's a fucking animal. You know, you're a lot younger than me. And then, you know, I'll wake up at 536 and I'll wait. I'm like, you know what? No, fuck this. I forget I'm going to text this at 63640. And within 20 minutes, you text back. I'm like, "Yo, this fucking Jordan didn't fucking sleep, man. This guy's a, <laughs> this guy's a fucking beast. Unless someone else is fucking texted me back. I just really think that Of course sex is important and all that stuff or anything. Make sure your shit is good, man. After you turn 40, I tell people all the time, your dick work don't work the same. Mm -hmm. I don't care, you know. Maybe 5%, you know, or less don't have that issue. But it just don't. So you got to make sure your equipment works right and everything. You got to go through all the stuff. You got to make sure you take care of yourself. um, Because how can you keep it spicy if your shit ain't working, right? So I really think that it is important to not overlook the little things, and the little things will keep it spicy. You know, um I hear people all the time, oh man, we have sex once a day, blah blah. Hey man, y'all are fucking amazing. I'm talking about they're 7 years old and still fucking and everything. That's great. <laughs> I'm just talking about some people think, oh, let's start an argument. Let's do this. Why bring toxic, you know, characteristics into a fucking relationship? just into a good place. You don't want to do that.
1: Oh yeah, never been one of those type of people, like angry sex. That's. That I'm just saying just like
0: starting an argument. Just no one's that piss her off to be like just to be petty. Um don't be petty. You could have a long lasting relationship without being petty. I just think that. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't have like some. Oh man, you know what? You need to go get this dildo. You put it on your hat, and fucking put it. You know why? I don't have those kind of answers for you. I, I'm, I'm not just, looking for those. Topics. Yeah, I'm just being honest with you. I think that. Um, you know, me and Nicola went on a date two nights ago, and we almost got into a big ass fight about it. You know, so I was like, damn, thank God I did that in time. And it, uh, you really gotta just. I overlook shit all the time. I overlook Jordan sometimes, you know, but at the same time, I've also praised him so much. And it's also, I've only known Jordan for three years, literally just right when I did the, the I Am Rapport podcast. When you and your woman together for so long, you will tend to forget. Like, wait a second, it's Mother's Day. This is not Mother's Day or it's not Wives Day or it's not your birthday. It's not Christmas. Why can't it be July 17th and you send flowers? You'd Be surprised what it does to a woman's heart, man. It's crazy. So, Getting a babysitter is already a difficult task, right? I love my mother-in-law, she's the best person ever. And just those little things, bro. While you can, you fuck. You're gonna fucking have a kid, goddammit. I'm gonna fucking we're gonna give you a kid. No, I'm joking. I can't wait. Um, I think while you can take advantage of the spontaneous shit because this podcast is remote, you know, we can do things from a laptop and produce shit, whatever, and edits sound, whatever. I think you do need to be like, hey man, go get your shit packed. She's like, why the fuck? Where the fuck are we going? We're going to Cabo, goddamn it. You know, I mean, whatever. You right. know, if you can afford to be, great. If you can't, man, take your girl to the goddamn park, man. Go to the Mall and Drive. You know what I'm saying? Go look at the city view. Go look at some lights. I don't know, man, There's so many different cool things to do. I saw a video today, this morning, on Complex Instagram page. There was a girl and she's like, Oh my God, look at this cool. And she's in a parking lot. She like pans over, and there's like a Walmart, it's a big parking lot. Then she pans over a little bit more, and there was a pickup truck. And the bed was open, and there was two 70 or 80-year-old a couple sitting there listening to the music, kicking their legs, eating ice cream. And I was like, yo, that's the fucking best shit in the world right there. They're just sitting there, chilling, eating ice cream on a nice hot summer day. It was pretty epic.
1: That is amazing. I mean, that's what I want to, I mean, my parents, her parents, been together for decades and they've i mean all of such such amazing examples for us i mean you've set a great example I, I really do appreciate you taking the time to walk me through all of this this is it's important it's important and and i appreciate the love btb army and the support uh, I mean, and also, and I'll, I'll speak for myself and I'll speak to everyone else, keep the date nights coming, Ben. We love to see it because when when you're on date nights, you guys are always going to fly spots. You're always having a good time. We love seeing the pictures. We love seeing the food. We love seeing, you know, you guys smiling and having a good time. I mean, Nicolette deserves it. You guys deserve it. I can't wait to rock with you guys this weekend. It's going to be epic. And then you're off to Vegas, baby. Vegas.
0: Fuck man, Team Israel Adesanya, Team Max Holloway, blessed MMA. I have heard some stories from my employees because they're big MMA fans. It's my first MMA fight, so it's just crazy, but I don't even care about that right now. Um, Jordan, I want to say congratulations prior to this because when we do the weekend wrap up, guess what, motherfucker? She's going to be Robin Winter. Ah, that's so, true. So, um, Miles, man, uh, why do on a little commercial break real quick, and uh, I'm going to show Jordan his wedding ring
1: let's go all
0: right guys we are right back now btB Army I have told you before and I will tell you again you need to have your money working for you in times like these who doesn't need a secondary income stream all right well here it is You've heard me talk about Captain Picks, a sports betting consultancy company I own with Jordan, Miles, and Michael Rapport. But have you joined yet? If you haven't, now is the time. Go to captainpicks.com and use promo code BALLER to get a daily or weekly buy one, get one for free. The summer is on fire with UFC, MLB, PGA, WNBA, rugby, and more. We are also all over future pricks for NBA, NFL, and strategy for fantasy football. Honestly, we make it so easy for you that you do not need to even know anything about sports to win on the daily, and that is no cap. Our expert captains lead our community of winners every day in sports all around the world. Why are we the best? Because we care. We care about your winnings. We care about your time, making it fun. Make friends and stack wins. Take our picks and grow your bankroll on your favorite sportsbook platforms. We are here to break all bookies. We have membership plans to fit every budget. And if you opt in for a subscription, there are big savings to be had. Go to CaptainPicks.com and use promo code BALLER to get a daily or weekly buy one, get one free what up y'all we're back and uh i love jordan man he's just really such a great guy i think you know if you're on the Ben Baller pod page i don't want to be a surprise you're talking to jordan you're not talking to me i've never had access to the page he is uh he talks to people he's made friends from the btb army um he's said some kind things but really he's a forever friend he is a lifetime friend this dude is an amazing person i'm very grateful to have this man in my life so yeah, you know, um, I should have talked about this before the break because uh, you know, we had date night. Um, I'm sorry, I mean, not, not me and Jordan. Me and my wife Nicolette had date night on Tuesday night. We went to Craig's, and uh, you know, Craig's is Craig's. It's you know one of my favorite restaurants in LA. It's definitely an you know, upscale, ritzy type shit, but it's a popular place. There's a lot of paparazzi outside all the time, and I haven't been there since before the pandemic. And, you know, got a bone and ribeye, got the truffle bolognese, which was fucking great, and had the Oreo cheesecake, had the wedge salad, all that. They have fucking amazing fucking truffle chicken. They have they have a lot of really great food there at Craigs. That's one thing. I was Q, uh, World Star, rest in peace, favorite restaurant. He loved going there. And it was nice to get out and have the date. My wife had this amazing wine. I forgot what the fuck it was. It was so chill. It was such a great, mellow wine. Um, we had a great time. It was a much-needed date night with me and her. We needed some alone time. Again, my mother-in-law watched the kids. She's my savior, and she's going to watch the kids this weekend while we go to Vegas and go to Jordan's wedding. So um, I'm in Craig's, and security guards are walking around with bulletproof vests and guns. It was pretty crazy. And I noticed one dude's like, oh, that's Ben Baller. And I was like, hey, what's going on? And I knew another security guard by the bathroom. This is, again, wearing a bulletproof vest and a gun. And I'm wondering why they're inside. I'm trying to see if there's any other celebrities. Usually there's a lot of big celebrities in there. And I didn't see anybody. So there could have been someone there for sure. Um, and I guess they were kind of waiting around to make sure no one fuck with me, which is really weird. So uh, I got to give, by the way, I got to give a big shout out to Craig himself, of Craig's. And so when I'm walking out, security guard's like, yo, man, it's a shit show outside with paparazzi. Uh, do you want to uh, go out the back? I was like, nah, dog, it ain't that serious. I'm all good. They don't give a fuck about me. And I was like, yeah, you know, brought the Porsche out. And so, pull up to valet, and one paparazzi starts talking to me. Then another one. All of a sudden, these people start, you know, I don't know if they listen to the podcast, whatever, but you know, they're really, real, super nice guys, and they're talking to me, and they're like, "Yo, what kind of shoes are those?" You know, blah blah. This and that, whatever. They're taking pictures, and you know, it's like really super. If you're seeing paparazzi um, flash, it's super bright, right? Crazy flashing lights, and they're taking a bunch of pictures. And now it's like six paparazzi's taking pictures and talking to me. And I'm like, I'm kind of embarrassed. I'm like, yo, man, this is like, yo, this is, no one cares. No one knows who I am, but they're asking me questions. This guy's like, yo, how was that hole-in-one? And I was like, yo, are you fucking kidding me? And I'm like, nah, man, we know you're about golf and all this other stuff. They asked me a bunch of questions. Like, what was the special occasion tonight? I was just like, just date night, whatever. So that was a trip. Date night was great. My wife was kind of impressed, I think. She was like, whoa, shit, you know, like maybe you do matter to some people, you know, because I'm not a hero in the house, you know, no matter how much I do, it's funny so the hole in one. I'm at Weddington in Studio City, California. It is about six o'clock, and uh, I got about an hour and a half of sunlight, and I know that I could hit that nine holes in an hour, maybe even less. Uh, I Played it four or five times now, go by myself, and I um, grab a small bucket of balls, 30, 30 balls. I hit 10 with the pitching wedge, um, a little bit of the approach, I hit uh, 10 with the 56, and then um, I hit a couple with the driver just to fucking get it. I'm like, let me just hit this bitch, boom. Um, one goes over the fence again. People didn't believe it. Boom, I posted a video to let motherfuckers know what it is. You know, they saw me hitting one at 270, which is, you know, is impressive for people. I don't know if I'm a natural or not. I never told anybody I was ever good at golf, never said that, but I'm getting the game together at a rapid pace, right? So I decided to hit the nine holes. Um, hole one is a bitch. Five times uh, prior to this, every single time I've hit the fucking tree at hole one. If you play wedding in, you know what it is. So I hit a five on that hole. I'm just like, this is fucking embarrassing. Get to hole two. I thought I was going to fucking par it. I fucking bogey it. Get to hole three, 75 yards. It is a straight shot. It's downhill slope a little bit. And I remember the first time I played this hole, I think I might've used a seven or six iron. That's how bad I was and how weak my everything. And it was crazy, right? And it seems so fucking far to me. And these holes don't seem like shit. Like these don't seem like nothing at all. Like you hit, you hit a five, 600 yard, you know, par five, par six, whatever. You're like, okay, this is some shit right here. So there's a very low tee there. I don't want to hit a pitching wedge cause I'm hit it too hard, even if I hit it, you know, but I didn't realize something until recently that I can choke up on the pitching wedge. Still have been too much. So I take the 56 wedge out and I put on a low tee. I do a practice swing and then I'm ready to hit. I do a perfect, beautiful swing. It was the sound, everything, the feel felt like nothing. It felt like I hit a marshmallow and it goes straight up high in the fucking sky and it lands about seven feet past the hole and it fucking rolls back into the fucking hole in a hole in one. I got my first ace ever. I fucking screamed. I called my coach immediately. He didn't pick up the phone. I didn't know what to fucking do. I ran there to see again. I called uh, another one of my friends and I was just like in disbelief, right? I ended up hitting a 29 that day, two over par. Um, But tell my coach, he calls me back when I'm on the fifth hole. And we start texting that night and he goes, that'd be fucking amazing if they pulled out surveillance cameras and maybe, you know, whatever, when I posted a text message, he goes, you know, that'd be fucking amazing. You catch that. So I was like, dude, please ask him. That'd be fucking incredible. I walk in Monday morning to get a practice session with Ron and the manager of the golf course comes out and says, hey, Ben, we saw the footage, man. Congrats on your ace. And they bring me the certificate. And I'm just like, i'm just i'm floored not only my I floored i had a fucking amazing practice with ron that day and it was just great did i play on tuesday i did i played nine holes again on tuesday with Maslin and another homie and then uh yesterday i didn't get it in because i had baller breaks and everything else but um you know it, it was just a fucking incredible feeling it was like busting a nut in like i don't know in your wife for the first time i don't know fucking, it, it was just, it was fucking incredible there's people I know played 15, 20 years who are really, 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 really good scratch handicap golfers and never hit a hole-in-one. And if you have a real course, has numbers outside, boom, and it's a fucking legitimate course, hole-in-one's a hole-in-one. So I just, it was a fucking amazing um, milestone in my short uh, golf career. But uh, yeah, man, it was just fucking crazy. Um, anyways, crazy thing. Going back to baller breaks. Baller breaks was epic yesterday i don't know if you guys watched it whoever you did we broke some of the craziest shit that we've ever pulled and it was fucking amazing it was so good it was our best episode yet and i really appreciate all the diehards that go in there we're growing the show there's not a better break show out there you know the hobby is starting to fucking get real fucking exciting lately the prices are getting better and uh, the nationals is coming up and i got a surprise for you guys I'll be at the National in Atlantic City, that is uh, July, what, 28th, 29th, 30th, and so crazy thing is I'm going to film Baller Breaks in Atlantic City, and I'm gonna have a special guest host with me on Baller Breaks, and that guest is the legendary Joe Montana. Okay, now, you know how much I hate the Niners. But I can't say anything bad about Joe Montana. This motherfucker is literally... He was the best dude to ever run the two-minute offense. He's literally a legend. I know Tom Brady's the best quarterback ever, but this dude is... Before Tom, he was definitely the greatest quarterback. In, and, you know, I don't care about the team, but the fact that he's doing this show with me is pretty fucking incredible. So, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just super hyped about that. What else? Oh, you know what, man? I'm sorry. I should have said this earlier, man. Prayers out to my man, Travis Barker. Uh, he has... He got a colonoscopy a few days ago and then he got some kind of crazy-ass infection somewhere and it turned to pancreatitis. So it's, you know, I hope he's all right. I hope he gets okay as me and Travis have been friends for a long time. Um, now, uh, before we go, the Washed Lord Invitational is pretty much, it, no, I'm sorry, it is all sold out. Um, the only thing left now are three or four holes and I think a photography sponsor and that's it. It is fucking, I am floored. I am beyond honored that we have, uh, done that without the help of anybody major. I just kind of did this with Popeye. Popeye has been fucking insanely incredible with this tournament. We have a lot of things coming together. We have a title sponsor I'm going to announce soon and some major hole sponsors and other things like that. We have a couple of celebrity guests. I have um, an LPGA Pro is going to pull up. Got a couple of celebrities are going to pull up. I'm going to try to get my boy Kid Cudi to pull up. Even though he's never played, I just want to have fun. But, you know, we're going to do this right. We're going to have field marshals, make sure nobody fucking cheats. I don't care about a couple strokes. I just don't want anybody to come and say, oh, we won. We got minus 29. Like, come on, man, get the fuck out of here. You know, but the Lord Invitational, again, you know, if you don't know, April 24, 2023, I had let 13 super followers in. Um, Unfortunately, there were no tickets or entries available for the public. I'm sorry. I apologize to the BTB Army. That's just the way it is. There might be some cancellations of people who don't have a full team with these sponsors because with each whole sponsor, you get four. You get a foursome um, with uh, all the bigger sponsors. Some of those guys get 16 you know, players. Not all these people use all the players, so I might have some people. And if that goes, you know, I want to bring some B2B Army members that play golf, actually play for the Washington Invitational. Um, I'm excited we got the fucking polo renderings and everything. And we're moving fast. But, you know, we're, we're just over nine months away and it, it's going to go by fast. I'm super excited about it. But, um, yeah, man. So that is going down. I'm very grateful about that. XLSM, XL Sports Management, my agency, is going to help out. They're going to support. I'm very excited about that. My girl, Alina, she listens to the podcast. She is um, being very helpful and very uh, instrumental in getting some of these uh, dope-ass celebrity guests that we're going to have and pro athletes. Last but not least, again, I will be in Vegas this weekend for UFC, for Israel Adesanya, fighting for the belt, and also, well, keeping, you know, fighting for the championship, and my man, Max Holloway, fighting against this dude, I forgot do dude's name again, for the third time, and, you know, they got me floor seats, I'm fucking very honored, there's an after party, I'm gonna be rocking with both dudes, I'm gonna go to hang out with one dude for an hour, hang out with Izzy for a little bit too, because I'm going out there with his, well, with his team, but uh, Max Holloway, bro, you are a fucking special human being. Your manager, Chris, all you guys. at, at your just Both these guys are so amazing, but Max literally didn't have to give me these seats. So if any of you guys in the BTB army are going to the UFC fight in Vegas and you see me and my wife, please come up and say, what's up, man? I encourage you to. I would love to say what's good. Uh, I know COVID is out there and it is what it is. It's crazy because I know a lot of people that are getting it, but I'm super excited. It's my first fight. I'm hearing from so many people how much wilder and how much crazier the crowd is for a UFC fight compared to a boxing match. It's fucking, I'm just ecstatic about it. But I'm sad I can't play golf out there. It's gonna be like 108. So, you know, I would love to play fucking, what, Shadow Creek or Shadow Hill, or whatever, play the wind, which they have a fucking amazing course to summit. But um, yeah, man, uh, that's it for the episode. Uh, the intro, outro kind of short. I really wanted to focus on Jordan's wedding. If you guys can hit up, you know, Jordan, um, on uh, either the Ben Baller pod or had his personal Instagram page and wish him congratulations. My man is getting married, uh, to a, you know, a beautiful girl, Robin, and I'm going to tell you all, all about it. This weekend wrap up on Monday is probably going to be fucking crazy. I'm actually running to a tea time right now with my cousin, Steve. And, uh, yeah, we're going to talking about that. So golf is life. This is not your practice life and btb army i love you guys more than you would ever ever know sorry man you know sad news about retiring the the korean john cusack moniker I'm so glad that mark jacobs gifted me a korean liam neeson neon light because i don't have to throw it away now but uh yeah that's what it is so guys have a great weekend be safe all right just know that motherfucking ben baller and ben humble love you to death i will see you guys back on monday god bless